Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first ever Twist and Shout podcast, the Aliash and Jeanette podcast. This is very exciting. This has been in the making for a very, very long time. We have, haven't we? Yeah, we've been thinking about it for a long time and we never really utilized on the idea. What made us finally well, push over the edge and get on with it? Actually, buy the microphone, buy the recorder. Yeah, well, buy the pieces you need it first. <laughs> you should have seen us setting up. I remember setting this up. There was like a meeting for the meeting of the meeting to set up the thing. And now that we've figured it out, it's actually quite easy, isn't it? Yeah, you only <laughs> basically need about three things. One cable, one microphone and one recorder. And us. With how much, and us. <laughs> and with how much we talk, this is basically the easiest thing we've ever done. Yeah. And you know, I think lockdown definitely encouraged us to do it. So some really good things that have come out of lockdown, like this podcast, for example, because we have been talking about doing a podcast for so long, but we've just never had the time to sit down and properly do it. And lockdown has given us that, at least in the midst of all the madness. You're absolutely right. If And that, it gave us time. Yeah. I feel like we have so much time now. We all had. Uh, I mean, unless you were one of the crucial workers that mm. had to work the whole way through. But... I feel like it gave us so much time to think what's next, what should be next, what shouldn't be next. And I feel like podcast was a natural sort of mm. next step, wasn't it? Yeah. What did you always say? I, ha I have a face for radio. <laughs> I have a face for radio. <laughs> you know, it's been my dream. You know that, but not many people know that. that it's been my dream to work on radio since I can remember. And um, Can you give them your sexiest radio voice? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to my radio show. Ooh, that was good, no? Nice. That was good. High five, high five. Good. <laughs> you know who made my mind on that? I remember when I was dancing with Gemma, we had this thing on her radio show. Gemma Atkinson. Gemma yeah, Atkinson. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Gemma Atkinson. A couple of years back, every Wednesday, we had Aliage Wednesdays. And I would go <laughs> into the radio show. It was really early. I felt like it's sort of the coolest work environment you can you can imagine. Especially with Gemma, though. She's Especially just so cool. With Gemma. <laughs> she, but it's just, I mean, it's just fun, isn't it? You yeah. you have a lovely chat with, uh, with a couple of mates. You have a producer there who sort of guides everything. And everything else is just you talking. And you can just basically <laughs> say anything you want. And, uh, I mean, you need to be careful You're how no you cursing, say it. You're no cursing, no oh, cursing. Obviously no cursing. <laughs> We're not going to be cursing in our podcast, No, are we? our podcast is family-friendly, everybody. It's family-friendly. Everybody can listen to it. <laughs> and if anything slips, don't worry, it's going to be edited out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's a very American thing, isn't it? I mean, it's a very new world for me, the world of podcasts. I've started listening to more podcasts now in lockdown. Mm. And I've always known that it's a very good way to communicate with people and kind of tell your individual stories, isn't it? And as you know, I do not stop talking. Mm -hmm. Hence, I've been doing talks with Jeanette and going on my YouTube videos and doing all of that. Um, but I think the podcast is a really nice and new way for us to kind of tell our story, tell what it is that we go through on our everyday lives. I think it's quite interesting that in 10 years, we've been together literally every single day, working together, having the same friends, doing the same job. And uh, and I think we're stronger than ever. I think we are. And yeah. funny enough, I think people are more used to watching us say what we want, if that makes sense. 
people mm. are not used to hearing us really people would sort of watch us what we do which is dancing yeah. and in dancing you don't really say much so yeah. i feel like this is a good little opportunity to to get to know us really a little well, bit the better. real us i guess yeah. <laughs> the, the normal the us. normal not the real the, <laughs> the normal, normal us <laughs> yeah that's for sure so let's go back to the very beginning since this is the first episode yeah we and uh, we want to share the story don't we it's not about me it's about you isn't it oh it's <laughs> always the romantic I that's why you won me over isn't it i remember do you remember the first first day we met we were in dance attic here in london i was at the time in the a cast which i love to say i was in the a cast of burn the floor getting ready to do the show in the west end and you were coming into audition and i remember you walked into the studio in dance attic and i'll never forget what you were wearing you had on a white t-shirt with ripped jeans and sandals your hair was slick you had a lovely chain on and i remember every single person in the room just stopped and just stared at this greek god slovenian god that walked through the door and uh, everybody kind of giggled and froze for a minute cuz aliash had arrived and then you just said hi <laughs> <laughs> And little did you know. Little did, little you, know. did you know. <laughs> then, yeah. I remember that day like it was yesterday, Butchka. By the way, Butchka, in... people don't know what that means, do they? No, Butchka is a pumpkin. It's pumpkin. It's a pumpkin in Slovenian. And, and we've had this, how do you call that? When you call... Uh, like nicknames. Nickname, like a little uh, nickname, yes. And uh, that's how we call each other from, from day one. Yeah. But I remember that day like it was yesterday. I can't remember the exact date of it. But I was so scared and intimidated because I haven't really danced for a little while before I did the audition. So I was really self-conscious mm. walking into a dance audition. Yeah, and I remember so the room got so quiet <laughs> and I was just, it got even worse. I was already <laughs> nervous and then no one said anything and I was like, this is going great, guys. And uh, yeah, I auditioned for about a week and I didn't end up getting the job. You did get the one you loved got, in the end. I didn't get that job, but I got the job in a B cast, which was sort of, you know, yeah. the cast that was getting ready to go on tour. I mean, which ended up being being six months in Gold Coast Surface Paradise with the beat cast. So it was A, doing West End, and B, being in Australia for six months in the middle of summer. Mm. Either or was great. Either or was a good decision. It was a win-win, <laughs> really. Yeah, that's the first day we met in Dance Attic, in this dance studio in Fulham. Mm. And uh yeah I think that that place come comes back into the story a little it bit does, later. Yeah. It And is. I remember that we had like kind of a cast party when uh the end of the week at the end of rehearsals and everybody came over to one of the flats of one of the cast members and you tried so hard to flirt with me. Remember and you're like hello. I said hi, nice to meet you. What's your name? Aliash. <laughs> <laughs> And I said cool. So where are you from Aliash? Slovenia. Oh, okay. Uh, do you excited to dance? Be a part of the show? Yes. <laughs> was so, I was trying so hard to communicate with you, and you really wanted to communicate with me, but we just. <laughs> I really tried, but kind of, kind of didn't get anywhere. Really, to be honest, and you were honestly not the easiest person to get <laughs> to get to, and uh, it took me. I fancied you straight away, but it took me almost a year. It took me almost a year of yeah. convincing, begging. <laughs> to to win you on my side and to finally get you to agree not even to invite you out for a drink just for you to agree to an idea of going to for go a drink. on a date <laughs> and yeah i remember though cuz you had some pretty interesting schemes on how you were going to get me to come for a drink but one of the things that always stays in my head is one of those cuz eventually you came back and joined the acas you stayed in australia for a while but you came and you joined us and that's when we became friends and your english was better cuz you have been only speaking english for a while so that's when we started to become friends when you came back from australia and i remember one night uh, when you came back it was in the usa tour when we were doing the the show over there and it was another big cast party at the end of the week and everybody was drinking and celebrating another great week of shows and you came up to me again and you're like one day janet one day i'm going to marry you and i just laughed in your face <laughs> remember yeah. i just laughed in your face i almost spit my drink out from laughing so hard and then you went no you'll see you'll see and little did i know you were absolutely right little did you know that that was the only thing that i knew how to say in english <laughs> <laughs> but i think the moment that everything changed was when we finally um 
our friend Santo, who we love dearly, had broken up with uh, our friend at the time as well, Emma, and they had a big breakup. And we were friends with both of them. And we were trying to make them both feel better about the whole thing. And uh, you said to me, Jeanette, we should take Santo out for dinner and drinks, the two of us. And I said, isn't that a bit odd, like to take me with two guys out for dinner and drinks? Isn't that like something you should do with him as mates? (laughs) But that was basically the last straw that I, that was the last idea that I had of how to convince you to come out for a drink or, or some food. I think someone's heartbreak especially if it's your friend. Yeah. I know you should never really use <laughs> yeah. that for any other, you know, gain, but I saw the opportunity and I ran with it. It was very and, creative. Uh, it was very creative. <laughs> and uh, so I kind of went along the line of saying, not for me, obviously. But obviously. This is our mutual friend who really needs some support. And he did, didn't he? He, did. he really did. Well, yeah. it was solely about him. It was nothing to do with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I was, you know, I think we should... Both of us, obviously, I'm I'm not enough enough myself. We should both go out with him, uh, make sure that he has some fun, so he doesn't go too sad. And that's that was it. That was the and night. That was it. And that, that was, was the, the night. night. The hook, line, and sinker. You <laughs> took her because that was the first night that like we weren't out with all just friends, and we actually mm. we did really sit down with him and talk about love and relationships, and you know how hard it is to be away from families, and we've got to be each other's family when we're on tour and look after each other and support each other. And I'm gonna get a bit mushy now, but that was the moment that I realized, you know what, he is such. A beautiful soul. You had such beautiful things to say about life and love and marriage, even and family. And I think that was the moment that the pin dropped or the ball dropped, as they would say. And I went, wow, there's there's so much more to this guy than just a gorgeous face. I don't think people realize how much more beautiful you are inside than outside. So you basically knew all this time that I have a face for radio. Yeah. <laughs> All this time. Yeah, and then we started dating and you took me to our perfect first date. Remember, I said, okay, fine, if we're going to do this, because we're friends and we were touring together, I said, then you need to take me on a proper date so we can do this the right way. And you're so right. It's such an interesting dynamic, really, to Mm. even have a first date being on a world tour. Yeah. I mean, you sort of wake up every two weeks on a different continent. You're going Mm. to see these incredible places. So it's really hard to find a place for a first date that would be memorable because mm. we've just seen a great wall of china three days ago yeah so anything nothing is gonna be you know as impressive as that so we were in la at the time and we went to this beautiful sort of restaurant right on a cliff mexican food which i know you love i love mexican uh, which like you still te- love. tex-mex mix tex-mex yeah. <laughs> and uh so we went there it was the most romantic place uh. i don't think i could have picked a better place no and it was actually. sunset remember was i was like this is a something out of a movie we were like sat on this cliff overlooking the ocean at sunset having my favorite kind of food and i just went wow you really high five let's high five high five again you, i did you outdid yourself on that one it was amazing and then that was it that was and then our, our love story really kind of began there and we got really lucky because we were able like you just said we traveled the world together that was all of our first dates the first you know like the honeymoon phase as they say we were doing what we loved we were dancing every single day we were with all of our best mates because the cast is like family to us really now and then we we had each other so our love story began traveling the world isn't that amazing i mean couples do normally once you get married you would then go on a honeymoon mm. and a honeymoon is normally what a couple of weeks yeah. probably we kind of had a honeymoon period for a couple, couple of years, years on yeah. the beginning because we just constantly traveled and Dancing around the stages in all these different countries was incredible. But, you know, once we started sharing the room yeah. and we sort of became like a proper couple. Do you like remember proper, that moment? I do remember. When we were like, should we go to production and say, actually, we don't need two rooms <laughs> we anymore? We don't need two rooms. <laughs> Hence, they were all really happy because that's one less room they need to pay for. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> And I think everybody, everybody was excited for us. Cause I think so. We, I think so. We've been dating and they all knew we were like really in love and getting to that point where like okay but that was a big decision like okay so we're gonna share hotel rooms on tour now this is we're moving in together <laughs> that's that was the biggest step to that date for sure yeah so we continue with that we were on tour for what a couple of i think couple two of years, years two years on two road, years together two, three years. and honestly saw some of the most incredible places mm. i remember like things you would you would see you know just there and nowhere else some like natural beauties like mm. i remember when we went to 
this island in Perth. Perth is my my oh, all-time favorite city. That's what we say. We always want to retire. We always want to retire there. It's sort of this secluded paradise that surrounded by these beaches, infested by sharks. But you forget about that. <laughs> but it's the most picturesque place, and the people are just the, the people loveliest. People are just lovely. Subiaco, Subiaco and Cottesloe, and Abby. It. What's her name? Uh, Clancy's Fish. Clancy's Bar. Fish Bar. <laughs> uh, I'm, I do the same as you because I because I, I know it's something to do with Abby Clancy, but yeah. I don't know which one it is. If it's Abby or Clancy, <laughs> Clancy's Fish Bar. If you're uh. ever in Perth, Cottesloe Beach. That's the place you need to go, uh, and especially for like seafood, you should go and try it. Do you remember? Oh my gosh, I just remembered. We were on uh, Clancy's Fish Bar with mm-hmm. the whole cast. And yes. We took a cast photo, mm-hmm. and then we went back many years later. It was actually after we had joined Strictly. We went to celebrate our friend Jason's 50th birthday in, in Australia. And we said, oh, let's go to Clancy's Fish Bar for old time's sake, just to visit and be there for a couple of days. And we took... We went to the same bar, Clancy's Fish Bar, and we sat down, we had lunch, and I went to take a photo, and you know this Facebook memory pop-up thing happens, and we were at Clancy's Fish Bar in that same exact area or spot of the restaurant like two or three years (laughs) before that on the same exact date. How crazy is that? And even three years ago, we only went once, so it's not like we went... Two weeks exactly. every single day. We only went once. In Australia. It's the other side of the world. It was meant to be. It was meant to be yeah. our favorite place that. And trust me, if you ever now when this lockdown goes away, whenever we can fly again, if you want to escape a little bit, I would recommend Perth to anyone. But then, you know, in the midst of our love and traveling the world, we both got the best phone call of our lives, which was to join Strictly Come Dancing. And I remember that day... I got the phone call first. I was really nervous and I thought, oh my gosh, please. Because I was more rooting for you. I assumed you for sure were going to get it. So I was really nervous about me just because of the whole competitive thing and no titles and stuff. But when they called me first and I got it, we both screamed for joy. And then all of a sudden that was that realization, okay, we need to wait for the second phone call now. <laughs> and then we both got it. And that's kind of when our lives changed again, really, because we were about to go into this situation where Burn the Floor wasn't going to be touring anymore. We had just finished our second run in the West End. And yourself and I were going to have to go back to Slovenia, where you lived. I was living in LA at the time. And Strictly Come Dancing was what kind of allowed us to really stay together as a couple because we were going to try the whole long distance thing. I was going to actually probably do Dancing with the Stars in LA and uh, you were going to come and see me. I was going to come and see you, but it was going to be tough. And then Strictly all of a sudden gave us what we say is always a Strictly blessing and we were able to stay together. We were. And I mean, that phone call did really change everything, didn't it? Mm. I actually, you know, when you said that I would be thinking that I might get the job, I was the youngest pro at the time they have ever employed. I was about 22 years old, mm. not about exactly 22. And I don't think anyone else sort of that got that job has ever been that young. And uh, I knew that because all the other dancers that were aud- auditioning with us, I wouldn't know them all by name, but I kind of knew how old they were, remembering them from the you know days in the competitions when I was a kid. So I kind of had a really bad feeling about the whole thing. I knew that I did a right in the audition, and that I probably did okay, but I didn't put my hopes up too high. You were nervous. I was really nervous. You know, plus, you know, I did travel a little bit and my English did get a little bit better, but it wasn't sufficient enough to have a job on BBC to be like one of those those selected few that is going to teach someone in a foreign language, present themselves on TV, on the national television in a foreign language. So I had a really bad feeling about it. But then when we both got it, oh. it was... I think that everything that we knew up until then sort of turned on its head, didn't it? We kept doing what we love, which is dancing. But in Burn the Floor, if this makes sense, you showed up every day. The show was possibly physically the hardest thing that we have ever done. I think so to this day, yeah. But there was not one sort of sense of responsibility, like that really, really serious responsibility. Obviously, you need to look after yourself. You need to turn up every day. You can't be late. There is responsibility. But responsibilities that come with a job like a professional Strictly Come Dancing is significantly more. And you can't compare it, really. I remember that was the one thing that kind of scared me a little bit, you know. You're you're giving this celebrity that it's incredible in whatever they do in their own right. And uh, it's up to you to get the best out of them and to get the most out of them. 
So that sense of responsibility, I think, hit us straight away. So that sense of responsibility was something that scared me on the beginning. But once we did the first show, I think that all went away. And uh, you just kind of go with it. Well, yeah. And then you won <laughs> the first series. I know. That helped. <laughs> that helped. Yeah. I mean, Abby was amazing. And then I loved Julian, but bless him. We were in the dance-off. Remember, we had very different first years. <laughs> I was in the dance-off every single week for four weeks before we got eliminated. And then you went on to win. But I remember I was so proud. We were screaming with joy. When, uh, when you lifted that glitter ball in that first year. It was quite a learning experience in the sense of we didn't know how big the show was and how much it was loved by the UK audience and how much people really made it a part of their lives and um, how much people have been enjoying it for years and making kind of this family tradition to sit down on Saturday nights and watch Strictly Come Dancing. That was the year that we learned how big and important the show is to mm. the UK. And then, you know, we've, we've been there now. This is going to be hopefully our ninth year if we come back on the show. Who would have thought, huh? If Who would I, have thought? If we would ask each other nine years ago when we got when we got this amazing job that we would still do it after this time, I would never, I would never say yes. Not because I wouldn't want to do it, but I'm sure that somewhere along the line I would have messed it up. You know? Because yeah. knowing oh, myself... You're so tough on yourself. But you got to be tough on yourself. <laughs> somewhere along the line I'm going to do something that... It's going to be it. That's going to be the what end of it. What do you always it. say? I haven't mucked it up I yet. I haven't mucked it up yet. <laughs> and uh, it's still probably still waiting. Do you know what? I'm, I remember the first time we I walked into that studio and I did maybe a couple of TV shows in Slovenia, maybe, maybe a handful. Mm. And the sets are, you know, sort of... If you compare UK and Slovenia, it's probably about the same. <laughs> and so... The sets were, you know, just normal TV sets, but strictly set. It's if you if you have ever been lucky to get one of those tickets from the lottery, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's huge, and there is a, over two hundred people in the studio that work on the show to make it happen every weekend, and that's about you know as many people as we get in a town in Slovenia. So <laughs> it was enormous. I remember the first time I went to Slovenia to see your family with you. You're like, and this is the one traffic light in the whole neighborhood? <laughs> and I said, what? Where's the nearest McDonald's? Oh, it's about a 45-minute drive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, be- I guess, yeah, it's a huge... I mean, I grew up in Miami, so I grew up in the city, big city, my whole life. But for you, it was quite a big, like, whoa. <laughs> a huge eye-opener. And then you think, you know, you are a part of this well-oiled machine that has been running, like you said, for a long time. Yeah. And you don't want to be the one that is going to be the faulty part, is it? No. So the pressure is immense on you. You put the pressure on yourself. I think that's the reason why we have done it for so long. Yeah. And you know what else I think? The fact that we both love the show so much, that we have so much respect for all the hard work that everybody puts into it. And we're just a piece of that huge puzzle that puts this show together. I think it made us, as a couple, so strong as well. Because being on the biggest uh, TV show, basically in the world, I would say, the most watched dance show, at least for sure, it really does like being in the limelight and the pressures of teaching the celebrities and, you know, the scheduling being so intense. We really, really became each other's rocks in like those times where we were exhausted or going through a bad week or whatever it was. I think being on Strictly Come Dancing as a couple really made us stronger, don't you think? Yeah. Because we started, I mean, we, we were a new couple, really. We had been together, what, two and a half, three years when we first joined Strictly? And then to be thrown into kind of the deep end, really, neither of us knowing how big the show is and how much pressure there's going to be on us as professionals to deliver and choreograph and teach and, you know, maintain this kind of level of work that everybody else in the show puts in. I think it made us really strong as a couple. Because then a couple of years later... You decided to pop the question. I did. Yes. And uh, that's one of the funniest stories probably of our relationship ever. That story, I think, is probably one of my favorites. I'm sweating now. Yeah, I remember we were... I'll, I'll start the story and then I'll let you finish it. I'll, I'll, I'll set the scene. So we always do these amazing Strictly Come Dancing cruises, which unfortunately, obviously, with lockdown, I don't know when's the next time we're going to be able to do one. But they're so much fun, aren't they? And we come on the ship and we do four or five shows on board. We do live classes. We do meet and greets. And then we do this huge Q&A where everyone on the ship can come and listen to us chat. And we're interviewed by 
somebody, whoever the host is on the ship at the time. We normally get, like, the whole ship comes and watches this Q&A, doesn't it? Like, people would normally even sit down on the stairs, like, on the side of the seats to listen to what we have to say. It was, I think, the first or second one, I can't remember. But we were all sat down, and we were doing it that year with Kevin and Karen. They were on board as well with us. Um, which doesn't normally happen. Normally, it's just one couple. But I think because of scheduling, they had to put us together. So myself, you, Kevin and Ken, we're all together doing this, this Q&A. It came down to the last question, wasn't it? It was the very last question of <laughs> what it was a really lovely Q&A. Yeah. This lady gets the microphone, stands up. And I think she was possibly the only one that really stood up and asked the question. So immediately, I should have known that's going to be something that is going to be earth shattering. <laughs> and uh, right, Aliash, this question is for you. And I'm not the best under pressure. I'm not. <laughs> if I'm pushed in the corner, I do not know how to react. She and really went straight she in. She did. And she goes straight in. So, Aliash, when are you going to finally ask the question? Everyone is wondering themselves, so when are you going to do it? And that was it. The whole so, room <laughs> looked right at you. <laughs> so the whole room looks right at me. No one says a thing. You can hear a pin drop. And I just didn't know what to say. So I turned red, blue, pink. <laughs> and I started sweating profusely. I remember I was so nervous. I did not know what to say. That was it, actually. That's possibly that sort of side of the story because everything else I can't I can't remember because I was honestly so I, nervous I remember your answer though you actually said to her well uh, I, I was gonna do it and you ruined the surprise now yeah I was just gonna do it it wasn't something like that I was trying to make a joke out of it and it wasn't I don't think it was funny uh, but what I don't know if we ever met that lady since but what she did unknowing it pro probably that very same night because on the cruises, you know, things uh, stay open quite late. So I, I, I said to Kev straight after the q and I was like, listen, Kev, let's leave the ladies for a little bit. Just come with me and we're going to go to the shop. And he had no idea. And uh, we got there. He was kind of holding the door for me, so to speak. He was sort of standing on the <laughs> at the entry, making sure that no one that should see us or shouldn't be there would know what we were up to. I found a ring. It was a beautiful jewelry shop for a, for a cruise liner, by the way. <laughs> I found a ring and they had one of them. Obviously, you have one of the smallest hands in the world. So <laughs> it was never going to be a, your size. And uh, But I got the ring, which was kind of really what I had in my head anyway. And I bought the ring that same night. Wow. That lady tapped on my toes more than I have ever been stepped on before. <laughs> Not in a bad way, but she really sort of... I think she pushed the button that that then stayed on. <laughs> she pushed the ring. She pushed the ring. <laughs> nice. She pushed, she pushed, the, pushed ring. the ring. And that was it. I went to buy the ring and uh, I must have had it with me for a long time before I actually did it. But the story goes back then to the place where, where we first time met in yeah. that dance attic, in that dance studio in Fulham. That's where I then decided to, if that was the place where we first time locked eyes then I think this would be the perfect place to then sort of do the next step, which is such a huge step for any yeah. relationship. <clears throat> and it was a nice little way to go back to where it all started. Yeah, I remember, though, the day that you bought the ring with Kevin. Obviously, I had no idea what was going on, nor did Karen. And you guys just came to me and Karen were like, girls, just do your thing. So I remember that Karen and I were really confused because you and Kevin were so giddy. And we were so happy and just laughing and like excited. And Karen and I had no idea what it was all about. But then a couple of weeks after that, we were in the studio rehearsing with the pro numbers. And uh, the engagement story is quite funny as well in itself because you said, Jeanette, we've got this event that I need to go to and that my friend is dancing in. And uh, I think we, we need to go and support him. And I said, really? Today, I was sore. I think my shoulder was acting up from the pro rehearsals and I didn't really want to go anywhere. And you were like, no, Butchka, I think we have to go. We really do. And I'm like, can't you just go on your own tonight? My shoulder's killing me. No, 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 no. You, you have to come. Okay, fine. Well, where is it? And you didn't want to tell me where it was. You're like, uh, I'm not sure, but j just get dressed and I'll figure it out. And I said, so you don't even know where we're going? No, 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 no. Okay, well, what do I wear? Like, do I wear a dress? Is it more casual? And then you said, well, there's definitely going to be some kind of paps and people there from media. So just wear something really nice. And I thought, okay, fine. So I put on a dress. I did my hair and my makeup. 
moaning the whole time because I didn't want to go, remember? And I remember at one point I said to you again, do I really need to go? Do I need to be there? And you said, absolutely. You gave me that, Butchka, please, I just, just come with me. Imagine if you didn't end up coming, how bad would that be? <laughs> and I was just like, okay, fine, fine. So I went, we sat in the car. I have the video still on my phone because I videoed us on the way. And I said, so here we are. Me and Aliash, we're going to go to an event that I'm not even really sure what it's for or where are we going? Do what's, what's, where's the location? And he goes, uh, I think it's Dan Sadik. Yeah, Dan Sadik. Yeah, that's the, that's the address he gave me. And that's when I went on the video. Oh, isn't that nice? That's where we first met, like, however many years ago. And I remember thinking, oh, going back to that nice memory of when we first met in the studio. And you went, oh, yeah, it is where we first met, isn't it? Acting all like... You didn't know that's what it was. And um, little did I know, when we arrived, I remember going, there's no paparazzi, there's no one here. This looks like it's shut almost. And the guy, that the gentleman, Andrew, that works there, which was amazing, and he has been amazing with us all these years, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, just follow me. It's in the back. And we were going farther back, and we passed the first room. We passed the second room. <laughs> we get to almost that last room in the in the studio, and I remember going, what are we, like, what is this? Complaining the whole way there. And I can just imagine in your head, you're going, Butchka, Butchka, just, just go with me on this one. And uh, walked in and this, the room was empty. There was no one in there. And I was so confused. And I turned around just to pretty much start whinging again. And when I turned around and I saw you on your knees, that's when I clocked, like, oh my God, our song is playing in the room. There was a bottle of champagne with two glasses on the corner. You were on your knees, and I remember... On my knee. On your knee, sorry. On, on my knee. knee, yeah. I wasn't begging, and everyone. But just... On your knee. <laughs> yeah, I was on my knees. Just... And um, I thought at first, oh my God, is this actually happening? Or is he just tying his shoe? Like all these crazy thoughts went through my head. And then you you popped the question, and I, I can't even remember what you said, because I was so overwhelmed. Cause you I, didn't say much, Butchka. You were just I was, sobbing. I was crying. Mm. And then we slow danced for like 30 minutes and we had the champagne and then you took us to our favorite restaurant and our favorite corner table, which is duck and waffle. And um, it was the most perfect, perfect proposal because it was intimate. It was just me and you. And uh, we had our own special menu and everything. Remember that you sorted out. And I, I remember being so on cloud nine and happy and sure and excited of all of it. And then also thinking, ah, so he can organize things. <laughs> Funny. Funny that, isn't Funny it? Funny that. Listen, when you when there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And then um, we decide the, then the big question was how do we how do we do the weddings? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What I, I mean, there's two sides to this story, isn't it? My sort of belief was always to do something very intimate to, you know, to have a few people there that really mean a lot to you and, you know, to have this lovely event to celebrate love. 
I think that's what it always really was. But then we, obviously, I'm from one part of the world. You're from the other side of the world. <laughs> uh, we live right in sort of somewhere in the middle of those two places with both of our families being so completely polar opposites. Our grandparents not being able to travel anywhere too far. So, you know, we wanted to to make sure that both of our families enjoy our special day with us. And it doesn't matter if they are a thousand miles away. So what we did is we didn't bring the people to our wedding. We brought our weddings to the people. <laughs> yeah. So we decided to do three of them. Well, I remember we were kind of going, okay, well, if we do one in London... We are not going to have so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. So, okay, fine. So, but if we do it in Slovenia, it's not... Blah, 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 blah. And we were in Miami. So that was the moment that we went, well, should we just do all three? And I don't know what we were thinking when we made that decision. And we had the mini-moon in Paris as well. So we went literally to four different countries in the span of two weeks for our wedding celebrations. We got married at London Chelsea Town Hall with a very small group of people there, didn't we? Yeah, I think it was only about 15 of us. Yeah, just there. our family and a couple of really close friends. And then we had a beautiful lunch at Duck and Waffle. They were amazing in the private room. And then we had the Strictly Wedding. That's what we called it, the Strictly Wedding. We have pretty much every <laughs> single person that we have worked on with on the show came. It was amazing. It was possibly one of the most danced at weddings ever. <laughs> uh, we were in this... Beautiful place in um, in Bank, I think it was, yeah. called Victorian Bathhouse. And it was an amazing party. I remember it was incredible. Yeah, I remember we had, because we agree, we had a his and hers drink. Yours mm -hmm. was the gin, mine was the vodka. And then we had ours, which was the shot of coffee patron that kept delivering. <laughs> <laughs> and this is possibly something that is going to be brought back, uh, the word coffee patron. This is sort of stays with us through a whole relationship, really. <laughs> this has become a big part of our relationship, coffee patron shots. <laughs> Not lately, sadly, but we are, uh, I feel like we are the biggest initiators of that whenever we are out with someone. Yeah, and at the wedding you said, no, but you go, we need to make sure that we have coffee patron shots coming around every hour. People would be disappointed. <laughs> I think people would leave the wedding disappointed if there was no shots floating oh, about. It was amazing. And it was this amazing party. There was 13 people that I had to buy the tickets for. You know, I was in charge of the <laughs> artillery. That's how I say it. You were in charge of all the flights. All the flights mm -hmm. and all the travel side of it. And that ain't easy. Now I realize that now how hard of a job that is for anyone that does that. It's it's really tricky, you know. And every person has two different bags and, you know, and so on and so on. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> and uh, so it was very stressful. Yeah. We smashed it. And then from London, from our first wedding, we went to Slovenia. No, we went no, to Paris. No, you see, Paris. we went to Paris. <laughs> Because Disneyland was so exciting, obviously. I think people will learn that as well through the podcast. If you, if you don't know me, you will know my love for Disney through all these conversations on the podcast. And uh, Disney was kind enough to offer us and our family a little trip to Disneyland Paris. So we went for two nights. They put us up in this beautiful hotel room overlooking the castle. Remember, if you open the window and you can see the castle. And uh, they let us come into the park half an hour before it opened. And we took photos with Minnie and Mickey. I mean, it was a dream. Your parents had never been to Disney, so they loved it. It was such a nice trip for us. And uh, yeah, I definitely got my my bit. You got your Disney <laughs> I fix I got then. my fix. Yeah. <laughs> so we were there for about, I would say, two or, two or three days. Yeah. And then from Paris, true, we flew to Slovenia, mm. which was the location of our second wedding. Oh, the dream. That was kind of the dream oh, wedding. It was the dreamy one, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, because they all kind of had their thing, didn't they? So London was like the party one and the official one because we got married in London and we had all of our Strictly friends. Disney was Jeanette's Disney fix. But Slovenia, because of how beautiful the country is and we got married on a hilltop of a vineyard and it was just perfect and such a long wedding as well. We were there like all day. <laughs> all day and all night, yes. Proper Slovenian way. <laughs> And uh, that was special. We had uh, friends of mine, actually, from, from years ago, Luke and Ben, who are this incredible, you could say, event organizers even, but yeah. mainly they special, specialize in weddings. 
they are incredible with in what they do sort of they created this this magical world for us in the beautiful hilltop of a, of a vineyard it was absolutely breathtaking yeah and uh, we exchanged our vows again in slovenian in slovenian yes. which was amazing Do you know i remember we you said it in slovenian and i said it in english but we gave everybody a little paper with our vows in slovenian so they could understand what i was saying it was like subtitle wasn't yeah, it yeah it was like a little subtitle sheet and uh, <laughs> and that was beautiful i remember we did everything you walked down the aisle with your dad it was everything we did basically on the yeah. on the on the first wedding so then we had this amazing party and the one thing that i remember straight away right now was that there's this song in slovenian there's this slovenian song I'm not normally in average, not that I'm going to say that I don't like Slovenian music, but it's not something that I will show to ev- to all of my friends around the world like, oh, this is Slovenian music because it doesn't really sound <laughs> generally amazing. And uh, But there's this one song that it's just beautiful, has this beautiful melody, mm. has this amazing lyrics, if you speak Slovenian, based around, you know, protecting the planet, what the world means to us. And you played it for me when we've been dating since like mm. basically the day we met, you've been playing yeah. that song. One of the first songs that I'll probably play to you. So my sister, I don't know, she heard that. She got them. To she come. got the the guys to come and sing this song. And uh, and I know how because I haven't seen her perform the lady in so long. I know he's sort of around constantly, but and, and I've never seen them per- per- perform together since. Yeah. And uh, it was true. After they performed for us that song and a couple more, they they said on the mic that this is the first time they're performing live together ever. That's cool. And it was incredible. Even my brother, who's American, right? Mm. He we showed him the song years before that, and he always used to say to me, "Jenna, I just I don't know what they're saying, but I love the melody and I love the song." So when my brother saw them come up as well, he was like. No way! <laughs> he was crying, his eyes out. Now, Slovenian wedding was was beautiful, but then the last top of the whole thing was Miami. Welcome si. to Miami, bienvenido a Miami. <laughs> and Miami was, I think, a little bit more like London. It was one huge party. It was it, obviously July in Miami is boiling. Wasn't it? It was so hot. To say the least, I think. Yeah. To say the least, boiling. So I tried to make sure that we did it in the evening and that it was indoors. So we had some kind of air conditioning. But we didn't do that. We did it at sunset and we did it outside, still under a roof, but kind of outside. At the coolest named place yes. in the world, I wait, think. Wait, wait, wait. It's called, my name is... Dolores? Lo, my, my name is Dolores, but call me Lolita. That's it. That's the name. That's the name of the restaurant. Remember? My name is Dolores, but call me Lolita. Yeah. So everybody just calls it Lolita. Lolita. Because yeah. the <laughs> title is so long. My uncle and my dad and everybody organized these like crazy, remember, carnival things. Because the conga is one of the most biggest things in Cuba is to dance the conga with these like kind of parade carnival things and they created all these massive pieces for us to like do the conga and have a carnival vibe with and we had the saxophonist but we also had the timbales you know like the Tito Puente style timbales player and the icing on the cake for the Miami wedding not besides being drenched in sweat from dancing all night because the music was so great as well is my dad who has never sung in front of anyone I don't think ever because he sings for those of you that don't know my dad sings and he's got an amazing voice but he has the worst case of stage fright I have ever seen in my life and all of a sudden my dad comes up and grabs the microphone and he says Jeanette and Aliash you know how hard this is for me but tonight I'm gonna do it for you and he sang live not one but two songs and I was oh my god I could not stop crying and then my dad the whole time he was singing remember he was looking just at you just nobody else he didn't (laughs) want to look at nobody else I said dad what happened and he goes if I looked at anybody else I would lose concentration (laughs) because I would realize how many people were looking at me but you know the three weddings were just all absolutely Perfect. And and in this Miami wedding, then I did my vows in Spanish, remember? So we did the same thing that we did for Slovenia, but just backwards. We did my vows in Spanish so that all my like grandparents and people that didn't speak English can understand. And they also got their little paper with the like subtitles, like we said. But it was the most 
amazing experience because I think weddings, you plan so much for them, don't you, as a couple? And you put months of preparation into them. And then the night is done just like that. And I remember after the first wedding, we woke up the next morning and I remember saying to imagine if that was it. Hmm. Imagine if that one night would have been it. By the time we finished the Miami wedding, we're like, thank God. Thank God. Done. Thank God it's done. You're true. Bushka, you're so right. And I always feel like that now when I hear people talking about their own weddings. I feel like there is this thing that lines across them. And you're absolutely right. It's almost like this. Obviously, it's a huge step in your romantic and in your life. But it's a bit of an anticlimax, isn't it? Because mm. you're preparing for it for so long. You have to think of everything. Yeah. And then... It's only one dinner. Yeah. It's only one starter, one main, one dessert, yeah. one cake. One dance. One dance. I feel like by the end, you're right. By the end of the third one, we were like, never again. <laughs> and I I bet we're one of the few people, if not maybe the only ones that have been married three times, but to the same person. Yeah. And and you remember with the whole theme, we called it the wedding tour because the yeah. whole point of it was also that we met, like we said in the beginning of, of today's podcast, we met traveling the world we met on tour our our honeymoon our like beginning of our first dates were in Singapore one day then in Belgium the next day and then in South Africa the next day and that was the start of our of our love story so it kind of felt right that for our wedding we kind of did a similar thing we got married in all parts of the world and enjoyed the celebration in all parts of the world and I remember every cake because remember the top of the cake was this bride and groom with a heart and a little airplane mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> And I took that top of the cake to all three weddings so that all three cakes could have the the same same topping on. on. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And then after we celebrated that, we didn't go on a honeymoon for a while. We didn't go on a honeymoon for for more than a year, pretty much. It was about a year and a half later we went. And uh, it was solely really because... We spent so much time on the weddings. There was no time to go anywhere else. And we had the last wedding on the sun on the Saturday night in Miami. And Sunday we came to London. Monday we were in pro rehearsals for Strictly. We didn't even get it. We do that a lot, don't we? <laughs> Jeanette and I have this thing that whenever we schedule work or holidays, <laughs> it's always if we travel back on the seventeenth, on the eighteenth at seven a.m. We are doing something. It's always exactly the same. We were exhausted. We were absolutely happy, very happy, but exhausted. It was special that year. I remember that year of Strictly was special. I can't remember for the sake of me who we danced with that year. What year was it? It was two thousand seventeen. It's always a blur for me when it gets to when yeah, or yeah, what. Yeah. I danced with Aston. That's it. Yes, because everyone was just sort of celebrating our relationship and yeah. our, and our, and our love and uh, it was a beautiful beautiful time for us and it was uh, a nice welcome back because all the pros and everybody that works on the show was so happy for us that we have finally tied the knots and did the thing and Mm. it was exhausting but what what a couple of weeks what a couple of weeks it was that's something that I'm I mean you always you're never gonna forget your wedding are you but I'm never gonna forget that month really that was incredible it was incredible so lucky aren't we we really were lucky we really were lucky and then um, now we're here we've decided to make London our home. We've bought our first home together as husband and wife here in the UK. And I think slowly but surely, this is this has now become home for us, isn't it? I feel it was always in a strange way home. Mm. I feel like solely because people love dancing here that much. Yeah. And whenever people love what you do as much as they love it here, once you set foot on one stage in the UK you're more than likely going to fall in love with it, yeah. if you know what I mean. The people here are just... They so, really love the arts and dancing. They love it and they're yeah. so perceptive to it. And now after being here for, you know, so long, there is it would be a no-brainer really to, to stay yeah. and to make it home. Obviously, you know, it's like anywhere else. You have beautiful places, you have not so beautiful places. <laughs> it's like everywhere. And uh, But I feel like we, we found this beautiful little, uh, little spot in the... In the, the world, world here, yeah, and uh, I wouldn't change it for anything. No, and I think for us, especially what we when we first discovered how much UK really does love dancing is when we started touring. When we did our first ever Remembering Fred tour of what four years ago now, we've got Remembering the Oscars now coming up, which we're excited about. But uh, when we did the first Remembering Fred tour, it was the first time we had ever headlined our own show. We were very nervous. We didn't know if people were going to come or not come. 
And my gosh, we sold out almost every single venue. We had at the meet and greet so many smiling faces talking about how much they love us and they love watching us on Strictly. And it was so humbling to kind of see the love and appreciation that everyone in this country really does have for what we love, what makes us the happiest in the world. And I think for us to do it now as husband and wife, to have settled in here it's it's really we wouldn't have picked i don't think we could have picked a better place no. to, to have our lives together and it's true like you're absolutely right when you do when you dance on strictly on camera mm. you don't know how many people watch you and how many people you can imagine but it's hard to imagine 11 million sofas and tvs <laughs> yeah, in a yeah. room so when we do tours and when we do our own tour or the live tour whichever one it is that's when you sort of get the magnitude of how many people love Strictly yeah. in the UK yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing it's amazing to see that you know what what we love is loved by so many I yeah. love that I love that so I think our love story kind of is has been relieved thanks to the UK it has been yeah we, we met in London at Dance Attic we did West End shows here together we got on Strictly here together we got married here we bought our home here so the UK and London really is is home. When you put it like that, it's literally, it sounds like that's the only place we have ever been. Yes. You know? <laughs> We've traveled the world, but really, this but is it. <laughs> everything has happened here, really, in the span of five miles. Uh, but, you know, I feel like, if anything, this conversation is just makes me realize how lucky we are. We have been very lucky. Yeah. It's been this snowball of professional success, for whatever reason, a snowball of love, of of beautiful emotions. I feel like the snowman is going to be huge any minute. Yeah, the snowball is getting bigger and bigger. And bigger we had snow this year. And we had snow this year. <laughs> we saw loads of them, didn't we, when the snow came out? We, we were. I was so excited. But uh, yeah. I always forget that in Miami, obviously, you it don't get that snow much snow. Miami. And whenever, I remember there was a couple of days here only, which never really snows here anymore. <laughs> And it was beautiful. I remember I woke up, it was snowing, you were still asleep. I was. And I had to go and wake you up. And you literally look. <laughs> you look like Elsa when she, when she you know, creates... Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> when she creates a castle. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening to our first podcast. We are so excited to finally be doing this. I hope you've learned a little bit more about our love story and how Ali, Ash and Jeanette came together and came to be. Thank you so much to everyone that listened to us for our very first episode of Twist and Shout. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.